Troy. Welcome back, everybody. This is for Better and Worse Podcast, and we have a special guest today. Hi, everybody. It's Joe, Joey, Jizzy, Jizzmaster, Jizzy Joe. You give some context as to why that is partially my nickname. Yeah. How did that how did that come about? You and your sister's weird Z language. Oh yeah. And then Go ahead and explain what you do real quick. Yeah, I mean, we just started using <laughs> we started using Z's for things. You just so this re- would be like a brazier. Yeah, you just add Z to the word, right? And when you add the Z to Joe, it it's becomes Jizzo. Jizzo, which I guess is short for Jizz. Yeah, it's a very private nickname. Only so. if you only if you know. Well, now the whole world knows. So well, just a couple all thou, your listeners, couple thou listeners, um. Yes, I am wearing the red hat that I've been wearing for the past three weeks. Mind your business. It looks good. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's the holidays. Babe, I'm happy to have you. I'm glad to be here. I'm like the most avid podcast listener and to be on one. I mean, it's like a dream come true. Well, happy to have you. I feel feel comfy here with you. Comfy. Mm -hmm. Comfy cozy. Like to show you off. Mm. Don't like to be showed off. Well, you deserve it. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, but thank you guys seriously for having me. I was super. Absolutely, fun. Rach is, um, is not here today. Yeah. It's just me and me and Joey. Christmas spectacular special. Christmas spectacular. Joe, what's your favorite Christmas song? Favorite Christmas song, or least both? What's your least favorite? Least favorite. Uh, let me go with favorite first. Yeah, go for it. Nat King Cole. The chestnut song. I think it's called the Christmas song. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty basic, but I think that song is just that's a classical, absolute hit though. Yeah, it really is a banger. Yeah, least favorite song, uh, Grandma Reindeer. I was just gonna say the same thing. It's so dumb. Grandma got ran over. I hate that. I think my favorite. Respect your grandparents. It's just weird. It's a bizarre one. I'm yeah. sure kids think it's funny, but I'm, yeah, I'm sure they laugh a lot. But no, that one will not be played. Not not in our house. No. Not in our his house. Not many. We're not a big Christmas song couple. Uh, I, f- I feel like I have a, a memory of you saying like, during Christmas, we will sing the song together. And it was. And you were like, you will sing one part and I will sing the other. Yeah, the and that will levels. make us yeah. complete. We have not done it. No, we have not. But I mean, kind of right now. But I respected the enthusiasm in the beginning of the relationship with that stuff, though. Yeah. Around the holidays. I get you. Oh, yeah. You want to make the holidays like fun for you as a partner individually. Right. Because like you combine two family Christmas traditions, you got to find your own, which we have not done great at. Yeah. That was a question people asked about. Um, did we start our own Christmas yeah. traditions? And there is one. Ooh, I don't know what this my is. Guy. And it is very well known eggnog dance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was a tradition created on accident. Yes, but it's so iconic. It is. It is. One time, and I love it. I caught Joe. The secret behind, the, I mean, the story behind the eggnog dance is we were just good old Yuletide fun mm-hmm. at my mom's house one year, and my nephews were roaming around, and Joe busted out this Santa hat, which is mysteriously missing. And unliked, unliked by somebody. Fuck that Christmas hat. That thing gone. It looked so bad on me. <laughs> he just, guys, he wore it like just casually. And that is what made it embarrassing for me. I was like embarrassed for you that you were just wearing this like. Throughout the air around no, the No, it wasn't like, this is funny. Just look at me. Like it was like no. a casual beanie for him. And I found that. I didn't wear it out in public. You were, It was like you a brought, private you brought it. <laughs> I did take it to your mom's house. You brought it to mom's. And. 
Yeah, and so you were drinking eggnog out of a... I think my mom bought you the... The, the Christmas Story Moose Cup. That's not Christmas Story. Christmas Vacation. Oh, Christmas Vacation Moose Cup, yeah. Um, And so he started doing this little jig, which I will post on the stories yeah. when this episode airs because I found it. And it is iconic. I, it is. Well, I think my love for eggnog is is pretty strong. It's a little out of control. It's actually too much. Yeah. And for even, somebody who's lactose intolerant, I am. undiagnosed, but... Um, I am. I love, the evidence shows. I love all milky things. The evidence shows that but you I, can't tolerate milk. Yeah, I do not do d- well with it. Dairy. But... Like it's it's eggnog on its own. Like I don't even need the eggnog and rum or the eggnog. I don't even know what you put in it. It doesn't have to be alcoholic. I just love eggnog. You and do. And when I have a sip of it, I'm gonna dance. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm dance. A, That's how happy. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> That's the kind of happiness the eggnog brings you. I get it for 25 days a year, and I'm gonna drink it all 25 of those days. And you and I will I will stand here and say that you have. So am far. I sick for 25 days straight? Yes. yes. Is it worth it? Yes. Yes. Good for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. Um, here's cruising into holiday questions. Yes. Some people that some questions that people asked us. Okay. Um, what are trends or cliches that kind of make us cringe? They could be in holiday photos. They can be just holiday trends in general that you just say that's a hundred percent not for me, dog. Oh, I, yeah, I have a few. Talk I should say I'm a little bit biased. Okay. I think everyone knows like our obsession with Halloween. That's a top tier holiday Christmas. I love it because people are in great moods. Like mm-hmm. everybody's happy, but I don't know if it's in my top five or top three. Really? I would put it in the top five holidays, but it is, I'm not like a, a Christmas go getter. It's not my priority. So I have a lot of cliches that stand out for me. But what is it about Christmas that you don't like? I feel like you didn't have great Christmases as a child and it shows. No, but but we did. My, I mean, my parents really, like we got really great gifts. Christmas mornings were a ton of fun. Is it your thing about gifts? I think that's it. I'm I, really, like, I, no, I really think that is it. What is it about gifts for you? I don't know if I can be put in a more miserable situation than having to open gifts in front of anybody. Is it and the that embarrassment? Includes, I don't know if it's the embarrassment, the expectation. Expectation. Mm. I, I think it's being like, okay, everybody's looking, you open this gift. And like, I don't like asking for things. I never did. I'm a firstborn. So I think that's part of the thing. Like I, I had great gifts from my parents. I don't want to like put them on the spot, like really awesome Christmases, but I still hated opening the gifts. And I think when you become an adult, that just gets worse because you don't have like the, the gleam of a little kid getting gifts who like, they don't care. Now you have pressure. And then you also have pressure to get people stuff now. Mm-hmm. And like, I love the holiday spirit. Yeah. Okay. But the gift giving, it's just, ooh, it's a major Can't struggle. relate. I- You're the best gift giver I've ever met. Love my chance to shine in both ways. Love the attention. I will say that there there was that embarrassment for a few few college years of yeah. opening gifts. That was just a really Those tough Those are probably time. the hardest years. Yeah. And I feel like that was a tough time for me to open gifts because like, maybe I'm just unsure who I am. Unsure mm-hmm. of my jokes. Unsure of how, you know, how I'm going to act when I open a gift. But now- I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And I'm a gift giver, as we all know. And At heart. Yeah. And I I pride myself in, in giving good Top gifts. Top tier. Top tier gifts. this year I went pretty basic. So um, That's okay. It's okay to be basic. Sorry, not sorry about everyone's gifts, but um, they're quality. They're, I went for quality this year. Yeah. I also come from a family like siblings don't give gifts. Like we don't give each other gifts. So. Mm-hmm. And your family, like you guys love it so much and you all are so good at it. And I, I'm very appreciative what I've been given, what I've been able to give, but it's a new world for me. So it is no, but go ahead back to the cliches. Give me one. Oh, um, oh, I forgot. 
Yeah. Yours was gift giving. No, that's not a cliche. Well, did you say yours? No, I didn't. Oh, then say it. Why are you? Oh, number one cliche. This is gonna. This is hard to hear. We get it. Everyone watches the same Christmas movies. I don't need to be reminded that you're watching. I hate to say that. But like, I love Christmas movies. We watch some very specific what, ones. Are you talking about people's posts being like the Grinch tonight? Yeah. Like, it's if you like. You said you enjoy the spirit. That's the spirit. I guess you're right. But like, if you watch the Grinch when it came out, okay, and then you waited 15 years and you watch it again, I'm like, well, good job. Like, that's awesome. I'm glad for you. But you watched it 365 days ago. That's not that crazy. And oh. you and you quote every damn line. It depends. Also, back to tradition. Two yeah. traditions we do have another tradition, and that is the Christmas vacation night. Yes, we don't watch Christmas vacation until it is like a ceremonial thing, and that has to include usually my sister, my mom, yes, and me and you. And that is a night to itself. Some times, sometimes we'd watch it before, but now it's become mm. a little more sacred that we. We limit it to that one time, which I love, and it's not just because of the movie. It's because like now it's a night. Like, hey, this is right. A thing so we're that doing. is our new tradition, I yeah. would say. So we do have that. We'll hold on to that. And the eggnog dance usually happens Couple, to happen the same night mm-hmm, on that night. Yeah. Holiday trends that I hate. It is, and I know Britt will back me on this. It's decorating your cars. Ooh. Are you fucking serious? Hey. The root. Okay, we also saw a new one, which was just hideous it was they just had it was just like decorated it wasn't like the wreath in the front i can get down with the wreath in the front especially mm-hmm. on like a station wagon oh station wagon that's pretty cute. dope yeah. right but you it's get like, a free pass if you have a station wagon to do whatever you want vintage yeah yeah vintage yeah. and for only that reason also favorite lights which are superior and we we could debate this one out yeah, because ours are, are different sides of the spectrum divided divided we are in this are you talking about like on your on your christmas tree yes or in general but let's go christmas tree because that's a bit more niche and we shall get into it 100 percent yellow nope nope yellow white lights on your tree clean cut you are clean cut love a boho tree love the tassels love the uniform i love that joe go ahead and take it away tell me retro 1970s miller high life in my hand colorful lights the blues the greens the reds the purples the oranges all the colors take me back to my childhood that's a christmas tree that's also how you should decorate your house more colors less suburbia white lights Mm, beg to diff beg to diff on that um i do believe i'm fine with the multicolor yeah christmas tree with the hodgepodge when we have kids they're making us dumbass ornaments that we have to hang yeah i would love hodgy that's cute but until then I will be basic. I Why will don't you make do two trees. We don't have the house for two trees. No, you're right. Not now. But like my grandma, she had this like really classic. I love a nice tree in the front. And with then the she window. had a fun tree in the back. Yeah, yeah. I'm cool. Yeah. Party in the party, <laughs> party in the back. Party in the back. Clean uh, cut in the front. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Um, but until then, and I also feel like traditions too. I feel like more will come. Oh, absolutely. As we. As we grow the fam. Yeah. It's just you and I. It's what our, our first, second married Christmas. Yes. And we have a lot of places to go. So our holidays are actually really stressful and they look like a lot On of- On the road. Yeah. We are like spending more time driving than we are like spending time you with family. The, to put this in perspective, McAllister's running through the airport. That's Jess and Joe getting house to house. Truly. 
I yeah. forget the song, but that's just us. Ron, sprint. Ron, Rudolph. Santa's yeah, got to make us. it to town. Just, <laughs> Justin Joe's got to make it to the next house. Yeah. Which we're thankful because we love seeing everybody. So it's fun. We do. But it, I feel like that's kind of, it's it speaks lot. to us. You know, like we're just like, we want to make it everywhere. We want to make everyone happy. We want to see everybody. Yeah. But as the family grows, I feel like yeah, I think we we'll might have to be a little more stationary. Yeah. But we'll until then, we will run Ron Rudolph our asses all the way around <laughs> Northeast Ohio. Okay. Um. Let's get into couples baby talk. Oh. Do other couples out there, do you guys have a language? Do you talk? Because if you don't, you're lying. Yeah. Every single couple talks in a weird, weird language. And we do. Okay. If you're asking us, we do. And we would say, oh, I'll, I'll really like that you do that. <laughs> I would really like if we could have dinner later. Our, our language, which, <laughs> I'm, look, it is what it is. Hey, listen, we. Yeah. We didn't choose it. It chose us. Yeah. It's it's super simple. I think we just like replace our R's and L's with weird W's. Just say it, Joe. You don't have to explain it. Give me what was something that we would say like, what do you always say to me? Like if if like if I make dinner and I try a new dinner and I like give it to you, it'd be like, hey, you like that? You like that? Oh, do you say that during, yeah, like, during in the bedroom? You like no, that? Jesus. <laughs> no, what do you always <laughs> say to me? Uh, like when I just, I'm like cuddled up, you're like, oh, you cuddled a baby. Okay, time out, time out. It's never been okay. Now I <laughs> no, am embarrassed. No, we never call each other baby. No, we say babe like in passing, but not as couples talk. No, you're but, holding back on your baby talk right now. I don't. I wouldn't call it baby talk because I don't think it sounds like a couple baby. talk. What do you call? It? What do we call it? I don't know. Just our our language. It's not baby talk because it doesn't sound like a baby. So I've had. It some, sounds like someone. With a, it sounds like someone with a speech impediment. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. I've had past relationships where the baby talk was pretty childish have you i have and were you turned off by that or turned on not turned off. i know no i don't yeah. mean sexually i mean oh, like okay. was that something you liked or didn't like no i think i like the person so you just kind of fold into it when you like your partner like you'll do anything weird Fair. and that's why I, I know every couple especially i know people who listen to this they have at least something that is it's a little something. weird how they talk with their partner it's just like an inside joke i and guess if, like a lingo yeah and if you don't like Go make one up. Like, it's fun. It's funny. It I, should come naturally, but uh, go I make think, it up. I think we'll really like it. Oh, that. we really like it. <laughs> <laughs> See, you do know it. It's something. Yeah. I feel like it's something when I'm, like, cuddled up or, like, when I'm, like, sleeping. You say something funny, but I can't. Probably, like, it. the rubbins. We'll get into that. Yeah. We'll get it. Hold your horses. They're not, they're not sexual. They just they're sound, not. We they will. just sound weird. Yeah. Okay. What would you... Um, someone asked us, how do we support ourselves um, or support each other during the holiday season? Oh, okay. It being like a stressful, overwhelming time. Draining could be. Yeah. Um, someone I, asked how we support each other. I think you and I have like two separate. This is a holiday that fortunately for me, like work slows down a little bit. Yeah. I have a little bit more free time um, because I work in the public like a our agencies a little bit slower. Um, unfortunately for you, you might not be doing weddings, but you've put a lot of like, I would say like healthy pressure on yourself because of your friends and family. So you are a little bit more hectic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think this year I've done a pretty bad job at reading that, but in the past, like keeping up with the house or, or, or making sure I'm ready when I need to be ready mm-hmm. for whatever we have to do is really helpful yeah. and not constantly asking like, wait, where do we have to go? What do I have to do? Yeah. That doesn't make it easier for you. For sure. I feel like, yeah. um, as a, as a people pleaser at mm. heart, something I'm working on, but, um, 
Is that like I I want to be president things I don't want to don't want to not be able to do things so I really just kind of push myself and um it's something is a phrase that we use is like my cup gets full um that means like emotionally um you know any of that if it just feel like I'm just like push myself too far and I didn't have like enough time to myself no um we kind of recognize that use that um analogy and kind of go from there and i think this year it was just so awesome to see you like knock out all of those edits before the holiday like i've never seen you do that and now that you have that little bit of freedom or i would say lack of stress yeah it's i can like really really enjoy it which is which is really nice yeah so in the future like we plan a little bit better then we won't have extra pressure on top of the holiday pressure so that's a priority for Um, sure yeah, today was my last day of work. Let's through go. Christmas. Let's go, Joe. Needed it. Needed it. Good. I felt like you were you were angsty all week. Yeah, I just because I, I want to wrap things up. Yeah. I, I want to make sure there's no like pending issues as soon as I walk back in the office on Monday or next week. Um, and for then sure. I think after January, things will get busy again or after the, ho- or the new year. But I'll be ready for it. Put the work in today. Be ready for tomorrow. Be ready for tomorrow. And tomorrow, tomorrow looks like... Tomorrow is our Christmas vacation eggnog dance it day. Is. It is. And I'm stoked. Mom, see you there. 12, 23, 21. Yeah. It is. The Eve of Eve. The Eve, Eve of Eve. Eve Eve. Low key, my favorite Christmas day. Why? Because Christmas Eve, you're ready to go. It's time to, it's holidays here. Crunch time. It is what it Let's is. Let's go. The 23rd, nobody's really doing anything, but you're not at work. You're not with, parties that the pressure of the actual holiday is off because yes. it's just yeah a free-for-all you can do whatever the fuck you want do the eggnog dance you could you can do that and as you will joe tomorrow and i will record it with i don't have a christmas hat so i'll, I'll borrow your red hat that you have right now mm-hmm. we'll use this yeah overliable she is mm-hmm. very cute hat though thank you yeah appreciate you you got it thanks for complimenting me hmm. okay Someone did ask. We had one Bills fan. We have mm. one. We have one listener who is a Bills fan. Shout out Bills Mafia, whoever you are. And we let's explain it. Let's explain. Yeah. Joe had a Bills story. Joe went to. I kind of prefaced it, but I want you to hear from Joe's POV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of explain how you got into being a Bills fan, but also tell this tell this story to the it's people. The most uh, Clark Griswold family incident we've ever had and my family we've been through a lot but this is this is as bad as it gets truly um yeah my mom's um cousin i I guess i referred to them as aunt and uncle for a long time uh he became a uh, an assistant coach for the bills back in 2011 2012 and he invited me to a game i became a bills fan i didn't have a favorite nfl team um i respect the browns i respect your favorite team but never been a big browns fan Mm -hmm. um so i've been a bills fan for uh, about 10 years now maybe wow. just over yeah a decade congrats thank you thank you As it's I'm been a, it's been a, oh yeah shout out a little bit lager now by um i don't know how to say hamburg that. hamburg which is um uh, out of uh buffalo, buffalo new brewery. york yeah. yeah buffalo new york so uncle's coaching at buffalo i get invited to a game become a bills fan it's fantastic uh this past what two weeks ago three weeks ago we had tickets to the bills versus patriots Monday night football game, big division game. We're pumped. Never been to a Monday night football game. Really haven't really been to a lot of NFL games. So it was a good no, experience. Buffalo's true. just under three hours from us. So it's an easy drive. So my dad and my youngest brother, Jeremy, 
we pack all our stuff. We got the beer. We got the the cold weather gear. It's December in Buffalo. Like that's a different kind of cold. Cleveland, it was, we, we're used to it. It was hella cold that night, it even was. in Cleveland. So even in I Cleveland, feel like even in Buffalo, it was yeah. like really frigid. They're both on the lake. It's just a they're really cold cities. So we bundle up as much as we can. We drive to Buffalo. We get there. We make it to the game. I get to see my aunt. And it's a blast. It didn't go the Bills way, but that's okay. Like, it's just football. Didn't go the Bills way. Didn't go the Bills way. It's just football. That's okay. So, thinking ahead, Jeremy and I both have to work in the morning. My dad just retired, so he's going to drive us home. And we decide to leave, like, partway through the fourth quarter. We're going to beat the traffic. We're going to get home in time. Uh, And then Jeremy and I quickly notice my dad was doing, like, the pocket check. The pat down. The pat down. The classic pat down. If you know, you know. Which, you should always do the pat down before you leave but we noticed dad's doing the old like yep that's it wait where is this where is this and we could tell he's like starting to stress <laughs> and in the most sean mackley's way my dad lost the keys <laughs> to the truck somewhere well, what at the did buffalo he say? stadium like what you guys saw the pat down and what you and jeremy looked at each other and you're we like knew. we knew something was wrong you're like okay yeah. this is it Fuck. so instead of having a blow up on each other and like start screaming we we were very mature Jeremy and I looked at each other. I said, you go find the truck. I'll go look for the keys. Uh, so I walked back to the stadium. Shout out to the bill staff for letting me back in as the stadium was letting out. I mean, that's like thousands and th- four, over 40,000 people like leaving a stadium. It was insane. How did you even know where to go? Though? I didn't. I mean, we don't know where he lost him. We looked on the ground. We looked inside our seats. We looked at the bathroom. I dug through a bathroom trash can in Buffalo. That's a new part of the story I haven't heard yet. Oh, yeah. I was head in. Hey, if you didn't get COVID there. Yeah, true. You, true. You immune. Yeah. Hey, you, th- if I did, the vaccines helped me. So thank you. I didn't get it though. So uh, we realize, okay, we're not going to be able to find the keys. So we start the phone call. Jess is sleeping. That's okay. <laughs> I didn't bug you. I, I knew you were sleeping. It was late. It's probably 1130 at night at this time. Truth be told, I was a little tipsy. <laughs> we finally get a hold of my mom, my poor mom, who's just climbing into bed. She's, she's such a great mom. And then she's told, hey, Kelly. You need to drive to Buffalo. We can't get home. <laughs> the anger, the fear, the anxiety that I heard like through my mom on that oh phone, I'll God. never forget. I felt so bad. But shout out to my middle brother, Sonny, who's the absolute hero of this story Sonny. with my mom. Anything he's ever done to me in the past is forgiven. Just know that, Sonny. <laughs> you have a free pass right now because he goes and picks up my mom and drives all the way to Buffalo in the middle of this year's first snowstorm. Mm-hmm. Usually is a three-hour drive. Took them like five and a half hours. My dad, Jeremy, and I uh, were able to get in the car because my dad had the passcode, but we didn't have keys to start it. Right. Um, So we were bundled up together until 4.30 in the morning in the Buffalo parking lot, absolutely (laughs) freezing. Uh, Jeremy and I tried to sleep. My dad was like, well, I'll kill time and scavenge for free things. And this is a classic Sean Mack move. Oh, my. Every five minutes, he was opening the door to show Jeremy and I what he had. So any, like, body heat we established was gone in seconds. What was he doing? Like, what was he getting? Like, so he was, this was like the tailgate area where you guys parked. And we're the only car. And so he's like, I'm 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 gonna go find some stuff. For he us. found some really cool stuff. And what was he? The best thing he found was a cooler find? and like a hundred free beers. Uh, we have a lot of Canadian beers, so shout out to Canada, our friendly neighbors. So um, you guys are stocked. Yeah, my dad stocked up on a lot of Molsons, um, and he found a, like a. I had to put it in perspective. He was picking up like unopened pack of gum. So we have like three unopened five. What is that? Five, five gum. gum. Yeah. He found a Buffalo Bills hat, which is cool. We did find a cell phone, which we were able to connect with the owner 
at three in the morning who came back and picked it up while we were still there. Heroes. So we made his day. Yeah. True heroes. Yeah. You are. Um, we weren't dumb. We did try to call hotels to just try to like get some sleep or, or make sure my mom can drive up there in the morning. Unfortunately, Jeremy and I could not miss work the next day because we had some projects that we were involved in. So we had to get home. Um, it was Monday night football in Buffalo. It was the biggest game of the year. Uh, out of 18 hotels we called, there was not a single room available. So shout out to my mom. Shout out to Sonny. Picked us up at 4.30. Just met, just met me at a parking lot at about 6.45 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, like four. No. No, I, I didn't get picked up till 4.30. Oh, my God. Yeah. So you picked us up right at 7. Jeremy right. went from oh, Buffalo right, right yeah. to work, and I was able to sleep for about two, three hours. Um, never again. Love you, Dad. But Need some I will time. Ju- yeah. Need, need some time. <laughs> need some time. Process that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was horrendous. But uh, go Bills. Hey, but uh, all in all, go Bills. Go Bills. Love to hear it, Joe. Yeah. Good. Um. Someone wants to know. Thank you for that story. Thank you yeah, for sharing yeah. that. I've As, heard I'm that probably. going through the trauma right now of it still. I'm still cold, I think. Still processing. It's been three weeks. I yeah. can still feel the buffalo wind. <laughs> <laughs> God bless you. Yeah. I did tell the story of um, me picking you up, though. Oh. When I was Poor like, Sonny. I was like, fuck you, Jess. Yeah. How was your night, guys? No, oh, I said, Jess. all in all. One day we will be able to laugh at this story. And you guys were like, ah, fuck you. Oh, Not man. today, Jess. We hit our wall as brothers too. Like we weren't in a great place in that car together. You guys were, you guys pulled through though. We did. We're okay. As you do. Um, someone wants to know our boat, our most embarrassing moment as a couple. Oh, I got mine. It's not even close. In, in dating and in yeah. marriage or whatever. The one time you were the most embarrassed. Yeah. You got it? I think so. What is it? The football story. <laughs> this is the worst. If okay, it, we are fresh. We are so fresh. This is day brand number. New. What day, are we? Date number three. Yeah, date number three. Date number three, which was a classic. Where did we go before? Um, I know the the football incident happened at Angel Falls. Yeah, but this was the first date in Akron. I was really pumped to show you Akron. That's where I'm from. Right. Uh, the first date was in was in Cleveland. I think we did another park one, and finally, like, okay, Jess is going to come to Akron. I'm going to show her like the places I hung out in college. Yeah. Uh, if this happened today, I don't think I'd be embarrassed. No, but, but because it, it was, was brand. This new. is th- these are monumental times. Just these swipe are, right. The impressions have to be good. Yes. They have to be solid. There can be no slip ups here. And this, mm. I I buried deep. For you, because you were so embarrassed for me. That's what makes it. I tried more to laugh it off, but I just didn't know where we were at no. in the feeling embarrassed. Like, are we laughing it off? But go ahead, paint. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, we yeah. were walking into the coffee shop and Angel Falls Highland Square. Yep. Uh, if anybody knows Highland Square, I mean, it's a it's one of the cooler spots of Akron. It's it's, it's cool, hipster. It's, trendy. it's very tr- oh, yeah trendy. It's it's hipster. Um, and so we we park. We're walking across the street, and there was this <laughs> couple or friends, friends, two group of friends, two dudes. No, it was a girl that hit me. That, yeah, it was a girl. Yeah. <laughs> I did not remember that detail. And they're playing catch with a football, which like, I don't know. It's not that you see a lot of it weird things. It was cool. In, it was like you people, see weird people, things in Highland. People are comfy here. People yeah. are throwing on the football. It was, a, it, was a, it was really nice weather for the fall. Yeah, it was fall time. Was so, yeah, October. Football season. And we're about to walk in. We're having a conversation. And like, we're, I mean, we're 30 yards away from these people. So like, we're not even near. The football game that they're playing in the in the street apparently, and <laughs> this girl launches the football, and I don't. I mean, you couldn't have timed it more perfectly. I mean, drilled this, drilled you. Thump, 
back of the head, full on. Boom. Thought I was going down. <laughs> Saw d- two versions of Jess. I was so concussed, I think. <laughs> and I was like, you tried to like brush it off. You're like, eh. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was so embarrassing. I didn't part, see it coming. It nope, wasn't like I no, dropped the we ball. No, we were face the opposite way. Dude drilled you in the back, back of, of the, the head. head. And she hit me with the, my bad. I don't remember because I was I just went hot immediately. And th- I was like, "Are were, you okay?" But the other I wanted people to were laugh. laughing so hard they couldn't breathe. I mean, it's like they did it on purpose. <laughs> I mean, if they did, we brushed it off. That so girl needs to play. In you the act like it never happened. And when we walked in, you're like, "Oh, what can I get you? A, a latte? <laughs> Coffee? <laughs> Coffee? Uh, it's on me." <laughs> I was, I was knocked out. Oh, my <laughs> I don't know what I said. God, you were knocked out. You were concussed. You don't even remember the whole night. <laughs> I mean, that, you have I no idea. How, I don't know how she hit me that perfectly. Oh my god! And it was loud too. It wasn't like a. It was thump right on my head. It was. It was hard, and yeah. I tried. I tried. Funny some off, videos, ass. but I thought you were actually hurt. So I was no, like, "Are no. you okay?" It was like the awkward moment of, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Are we laughing about it, or are we? Am I checking on your well-being? We're laughing about it now. We are laughing about it now. Yeah. Good job. Mm-hmm. What's yours? You never get embarrassed. I don't get mad, especially not with you. No. Um, Always embarrassed for me. Embarrassed for you, yes, a lot of the time. Yeah. I feel like in the beginning, I was pretty conscious of like, I was nervous. Yeah. In the beginning, I feel like, which is pretty normal. But I don't remember. Because you made me feel, you always made me feel like I was like. You're so cool. I was superior. You couldn't like. But you not like you're feel, too cool I'm not, for school. I'm not, though. But you made me feel that way in the beginning. So I was like, I could do no wrong in this guy's no, eyes. No, and no, I have no, no idea. You could hit me with that football. And I would be like, <laughs> that was so cool. <laughs> no, truly, though. Like, I really did. Like, even if I did do something, I think you wouldn't even accept it. You had, like, these rose-colored glasses on with yeah. me. No, I, you yeah. still do. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> but you also don't do. And if you do embarrassing things, I don't know. It just comes off so, like either instantly funny that it's not embarrassed it's just comical or i worked really hard on that instantly like oh that's just cool <laughs> right. yeah but like now she i meant feel to do like that. when we when we do things and things aren't embarrassing for us no and we've said that too i literally told joe the other day i said hey we're listening to christmas tunes and i'm like singing your best voice <laughs> and he i don't know okay i don't know if girls remember this or guys <laughs> when you were growing up we as girls did this a lot, we were like, go in the other room and sing in your best voice. We did this like it was like a, it was a normal thing we did all the time. And the good singers we would want to hear and the bad singers. It was just like, at least you give it your all. But I asked him to do this in the car the other day. And he was like, OK. And he like closed his eyes. And what were we? It was a I think it was, was it Nat Christmas, King Cole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was um Christmas song. He really went all out. He's and, like, was that good? Like dead ass <laughs> looked at me. He's like, I'm like. Why are you not embarrassed? Like, how are you not embarrassed? I'm like, was that your real voice? And he said, he's like, yeah. <laughs> are, why are you not embarrassed? It's I, like, it's you. It in, to it's put you. it in perspective, like, I am like an uncomfortably bad singer. Like, when I, I sing, it's like, oh, man, no, that's hard No, but you hear. were like, I think if you just like sing in your regular voice, like my speaking voice, yeah, I felt like, like it was like, okay. Like, yeah. he can he can hold a tune. He can hold a... I think I can hold a rhythm when I dance, but not hold a tune. I'm it not was, a bad dancer. It wasn't bad. It was like, okay, it was just like good karaoke at best, oh, right? Thanks, like, okay, thanks. karaoke. But it wasn't like anything like, whoa, like pulled a run in there that I was no, like, wow, no, you no, can no, really no. Also can an really easy belt. song to sing. But like, no, I I don't, one with your partner, you shouldn't get embarrassed. And if you do, it's an ultimate, I mean, it's a funny story forever. And two, in public, like, <laughs> what's the worst of getting embarrassed? Like, in the end, it's really not that bad. Really? As a kid, like I'm still sitting on trauma, like of things <laughs> I've done that are just so embarrassing. Okay, we talked about this in our last episode. What's the first embarrassing moment that you can recall as oh, a kid? Oh man, 
I don't know. Is it that bad? No, I mean, I'm sure there was a ton. Oh, okay, this one is that bad. And I didn't, it, it, the worst part about it is it was so bad that I, I, st- I like, my mind protected me and pretended it didn't happen. Were you puking? Yeah. <gasps> How did you How know? did I know? And I was reminded about it in high school at a high school party. This is horrible. As you were, you redheaded, already Redhe- sticking red-headed out Redheaded like freckles. Thumb. I mean, I used to have really bright red hair. Like it stuck orange. out orange. Yeah. Um, which is okay. Like shout out to every redhead in the world. Like there's something unique about you. So hold on to it. Um, so I was a Catholic schoolboy. I had bright red hair and freckles <laughs> and a uniform. And for a while, like every single morning I was throwing up every single morning at school. They would call my mom. They're like, we don't know if he's nervous. Um, but when he gets to school, he says he's nauseous. And the worst he, he part is, is that your puke was what pink? It was all, yeah, it was always pink. And I was puking like in front of the class. Like there was no like, I'm at kindergarten. I don't know how to go to. The, I just had to like rush and like figure it out. You were just sitting here like on the story carpet, like. Bleh. Yeah, Miss. Her name was Mustard. I said Miss Mustard. I'm gonna throw up. Mustard. Yeah, she's a great teacher. So um, the thought of mustard makes me vomit too. So understandable. <laughs> I love mustard. So later to find out, I was allergic to red dye, and every morning my mom was serving me strawberry milk. So like homemade strawberry milk, like with the syrup. So oh I was getting God. sick from that every single morning. And I think I was just so embarrassed that it kept happening. Like it was happening every day that the kids were laughing. Uh, and I was able to block that out from my memory um, until a high school party where I ran into kids who went to different high schools after Catholic school. And they're like, wait, dude, you're a puke kid. You're, you're a puke kid. I remember you from St. Matthew's. I was like, wait, puke kid. And they're like, yeah, dude, you remember you used to throw up? And I like, you ever see that meme of that dog who has like all those images like flashing through his head every single like day? It was just like, zoom, zoom. I was like having PTSD from St. Matthew's kindergarten. Like, Fuck, that was oh, me. Man. I was puke kid. Oh. I was puke kid. Yeah. I'm sorry you're puke kid. I knew puke kid. His name was Nick Ferguson and I'll never forget puke kid Nick, in my first. Nick, send me a DM. We'll talk And about his it. was red too. Well, his was allergic. pink. He was allergic to red dye. Nick Ferguson. It's okay, man. You and my husband have more in common than I thought. And we're very good pukers now at our adult age, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm very good at it. Good. Yeah. And that's... <sighs> it's crucial. Yeah. That was uh, that was my first embarrassing moment. I, I probably didn't Thank recognize it. remember. Yeah. Like, I, didn't, I don't think I knew why I was embarrassed, but that was it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that that's here tough. on the pod. Yeah. Do we want to get into it? Mm. The meat? The meat? The meat of the episode? Some, some amazing questions by your followers. Like, Thank you guys for, I mean, that was, like really you guys engaged. really showed out. There was a lot of questions. I was actually blown away. They were really great questions. I was thankful they weren't, just, and any every question is a good question, but like, they weren't just like, oh, like, what's Joe's favorite color? Gray, by the way. But <laughs> they were, they were deep. They were good. They were, they were, they were fun. They come from like genuine interest, which yeah. I really appreciated. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. So I really think we could get it. Oh, uh, we will answer your questions. We will answer your questions right now. Line them up. <laughs> Okay, let's start them out. Pretty simple. It's pretty fun. Okay. What is your favorite thing to do together? You go first, or I go first. I can go first on okay, this one. My favorite thing that we do together hmm. is wubbins. Oh. I really like wubbins. Dr. Robinski. And this is something people should know about. I They don't know we about need, this? No. Nobody knows okay. about this, and it needs... I mean, a few people know. If you know, you know, and I know you're out there and you're listening that you thought this would come up. And yes, it is. <laughs> we have created a character. Well, Joe has created a character who is pretty influential. I, he's a real person. I, he is very important in our lives. And in the beginning of our relationship, 
Joe would give me these foot rubs. I have no idea how it first started. I, I think you just said like, man, I worked at, you were a waitress at the, at Melt. Oh, I was. Yeah. I was, on my feet. I was on my feet all hours of the day. I worked two jobs and those required me to be on my feet all the time. But I was like, he's like, oh, no, I think you were like, I'll give you a foot rub. I'm yeah. like, dead ass. Like, are you serious? Dead Never ass. have I ever received a foot rub from any relationship I've ever been in until now. And he was like, no, like, oh my God, yeah. He's like, come here. And you like post it up at the end of the bed. Yeah. And I received this this foot rub, right? And then it was great. It was phenomenal. And they just kind of escalated into an entire thing. Like and- a routine of a very specific organized foot rub that I have perfected over the years. Or Rubinsky, Dr. Rubinsky. Dr. Rubinsky has, yeah. yeah. That is his name. I, I am not Dr. Rubinsky. He provides Jess with a prescription <laughs> of like, hey, like you had a tough wedding weekend. He gave you a prescription for rubbing. I can't believe we're telling people this. <laughs> okay. And then so the the rubbins, I don't know how we got to rubbins. I have no idea how why they're called that. Neither do I. But um they become a thing. It's just a foot rub. And it's just a but the foot rub is I'm gonna tell you from the recipient of them as the client of Rubinsky, <laughs> longtime client, first time caller. <laughs> and they are they they require Lotion. A, speci- a specific lotion to oil ratio that lotion I Lotion to oil ratio. And I mean, this thing is, this is superior. This is elite foot yeah. rubs. I'm telling you, I am very lucky. I do not take this for granted. Robinsky has come through and many times, dark times in my life. And Especially I Especially once you became a photographer, like they were crucial. Well, the the prescription had upped. We had upped the dosage yeah. Yeah. of the of the prescription. Um this actual this um whatever you want to call it, has gone so far that one time I came home from a wedding oh, yeah. and Joe being the uh, theatrical guy that he is, he actually acted out an entire, <laughs> an entire, what do we call this? A skit. It was a doctor's office. I don't know, it wasn't a skit. You went to Dr. Ravinsky's office. I came home and I was met with a Marge. the receptionist, Marge, um, and she asked me all these questions was getting my um my insurance information and then i was met with the doctor yeah Rubinsky himself i met him for the for the first time mm-hmm. and um good guy. joe had acted out this entire thing costumes wigs um accents and all and that was the funniest thing i've ever witnessed no but rubbins have been like I, they are it's weird that they're called rubbins i get that but like but it's just a, a foot rub yeah we just shut down all it's in all last part of our day we watch one of our shows and I rub Jess's feet, but it's like it's a pretty organized, thoughtful rub. Like thoughtful I have rub. a very pattern, a thoughtful to it. rub. Yeah, oh, it is. Like <laughs> it's not just like me like poking your toes as we watch a show. No, like, I go I'm through telling a you guys. Yeah, I see what I needed to see. I feel what I needed to feel in the rubbins, and they're they're top notch. I have never gotten rubbins. No, I it's I not. Will. It's not something that I am. I'm not Rubinsky. Okay, I neither am I. I've never gotten a script from Rubinsky. I don't okay, know, but. It is probably my favorite thing we do together. It's also it's good stuff. not just because I'm the recipient of the Robins, but um, it's funny. the fact that it's become a thing, it's a, it's a way we connect um, yeah. and I enjoy it. What is your favorite thing we do together? Favorite thing we do together absolutely is. And it's not, it doesn't happen all the time, but enough that it stuck out. Jess and Joe dive bar energy. Yes. We love a good we dive bar. We thrive in a dive bar. We just hit our own. I and it's it's not because it's cheap beer. It's not because it's like uh, a quiet place. I think it's just because we meet unique people. We meet the townies. Um, 
And we just kick it off there. We love it. We do. I've probably seen you at your happiest. This Dive past bars. night we went oh. to just like um, local local yeah. restaurant, local bar, local dive bar down the Walking street. Walking distance from our house. Right. Yeah. And it was, it's fun. I feel like it's yeah. it's us in our truest form. Yeah. Definitely my I favorite like part. Um, I guess that answers our um, second question. Yeah. Uh, favorite date night atmosphere. Dive bar. That would say, I would say like that's yours. Dinner. Yeah. Dinner followed by a dive bar. Yeah. Definitely, I like brewery, brewery energy. You do, you um, do love that. I like cards. We play a lot of rummy. Joe and I play a lot of rummy. Yeah, um, it's chill. I mean, it's it's intentional time. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just most important of any place we can get out. Where I feel like you and I are easy to please when it comes we to are. any type of. But like that would be the vibe. That would be the atmosphere. And we're fortunate that we have we live in Cleveland Heights and we right. have access to really just some amazing we have a cool brewery on our block we have great bar or great dive yeah. bars on our block we do and some of the best restaurants in cleveland are on the east side so uh, we do have access to that but we never hesitate to try new places either so for sure that's good lucky lucky we are um what are your for did we do this first thoughts when we first met i think we did the last time i was on we did yeah. yeah, we might have. We can we can brush past that. Yeah, I mean, it was, I, we're going to answer for, we're going to answer that uh, in yeah. a lot of the other questions. First date energy, you guys know nerves. Ner- well, we talked about you like shaking. Oh my god! In the car, trying to get the ox cord in the. I couldn't stop shaking. That, that, I was I really it, comforted by that, that when I gave it. I was best comforted man. by that because I was like, oh my god, he's really nervous. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's weird just, though because like I did the same thing at Chris and Carrie's wedding where I was like shaking during my that speech. Was, like that was bizarre from you though. I give speeches every day. I know. I was like really. I was like, what is going know. on? I don't know. Nerves. I when it's important, I get nervous. Okay, um, how do you guys balance being together and having personal space? Oh, good question. question. I did not know that question was asked. Oops. Um, We're very different. We are very different. I require a lot of personal space. Um, Joe, if he... (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to speak for you. Yeah. But you don't care for personal space. Um, Yeah, I don't do great on my own. (laughs) I I don't. I'm actually like literally a lost dog. A lost puppy. Yeah. Um. So this is something that we've been working on, that we do work on, that Joe learns. Um, I'm like, I act a certain way. I'm kind of just like more to myself, um, maybe quieter. It could could come off too as like um, passive aggressive. It could come off as me being rude. And Joe just like, will keep asking. But I guess it takes me time to understand like, hey, I'm just having like an introverted day. I'm just having a me day. I'm in my own head. And I Mm kind of just like need some space. Um, But that's, I guess both of us, like him reading the signs, but also me I need being to able, I fail no, but also yeah. me being able to communicate, hey, I need some space, I need some time, my cup is full, whatever it is, um, yeah. and being able to navigate that. It's so, really hard, but I guess, like, how do we navigate it? I, we're still learning. I think uh, communication has been our misstep there. So I, I would say that's how we would hope to, in the future, identify when personal space is needed we do live together mm-hmm. we're together quite a bit especially during covid when i've had more opportunity to work from home um i've done a pretty bad job at reading that so i'll, I'll work on that what i don't think so i think no. when you're to- i think when you're like oh oh i get it I'll oh yeah space. But, but it's like why is it taking me so long to get it because i need to learn to communicate yeah okay uh we'll see we'll we'll figure it out this is first year marriage like ooh. <laughs> first year marriage we yeah. got one down we did plenty to go okay moving to the next question um when did you know that you wanted to marry one another 
Did we talk? No, we didn't talk about this. I, don't, I mean, we can touch on it real quick. Yeah. I think it's that's a really good question, too, because it's different for every couple. There's not always like that. I don't know, like movie moment where like the wind blows through the door and everybody moves out of the way for the guy or the girl. Um, I think twofold, maybe like I knew I wanted to really invest in Jess was pretty early on. I think we decided that we were going to run this half marathon and I noticed the goal together. We did. And I noticed like I was doing all this stuff. Like I changed my eating habits. Uh, I really just really did change the eating habits extremely. I was extremely active. I was really crushing it at work. Just like, well, you really just focused. gotten your promotion. Yeah. And I noticed a like, big promotion. wow, like I'm doing all this stuff and it sounds a little bit selfish, but it's making a better version of me. And then I, I tried to find the core cause of that. And it was pretty simple. Like, Jess was the motivating factor there. Um, and selfishly, like it would be hard to let go of the best version of yourself. Um, and I recognize that Jess helped me get there. Um, and the reason I wanted to be that version is to make sure that she felt um, that she was getting a partner that was worthy of her, which one day I will be, I promise. But give me some Babe, time. Give you're some so time. worthy. Thank you. But you're pretty hot. A hot wife. A hot wife. <laughs> get one wife. You get one wife. <laughs> It's the way the world works. I don't know. <laughs> Shout out Nick Miller. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I've been seeing both. No, and I think the other there. thing, if you want to measure if uh if you found the person and you think you might want to marry him, like you really need to put that pressure against like when you were coming home from work, uh, if you've had a bad day, like what is your every day with that person? Even including mm-hmm. like Saturday mornings. If you're like, man, like I don't want to do this without this person, like even on the most boring Tuesday night this person is like the priority of my night. And that feels or we, so good. We talk about that all the time. Like we still have fun. Like it doesn't matter. No. Yeah. Like what day of the week it is. It's like you still, if you look forward to seeing them every time you see them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to recognize that while you're dating. Cause like yeah. once you're married, like, I mean, you better like hanging out with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like while you're dating, like that's a transition from being solo, handling your own stuff and then adding another person to that. So if you feel comfortable and things feel right, hang on to that. See what you got there cute yeah it's a cute answer i don't have a great um there's not always a moment very joe like joe like answer to that question but there was a specific moment for me there was yeah i told i think i told you this um we were in your old house uh, formerly known as the dz aka discovery zone um it was very much like the discovery zone as the coolest house i've ever seen i lived with like literally the new girl house i think there was it was the new girl three guys and a girl yeah it was the new girl house but way bigger and cooler and fun um but no there's a specific moment we were in your room and you were wearing this purple shirt which i despise now that was (laughs) hurley yeah Yeah, why why do i have a hurley shirt shirt? i have no idea but you were like cleaned up i think we're getting ready to go to church yeah um and we were listening we listened to music like i was never allowed to have a silent moment in my life um music had to be playing at all times and we were listening to the speaker and um i'm on fire cover by a wall nation which came to be a full circle full circle moment for us but um a really weird song but it was and you like came up and kissed me and i just like felt something warm and fuzzy and i was like wow I don't think this was the moment I knew I wanted to marry you, but this is the moment I knew that I was in love with you. I love that. Thanks, um, Jess. Yeah. Thanks, Hurley. Yeah. But there were some things that um, stuck out 
um, about me wanting to marry you. And a lot of them have to do with you, but I am going to touch on a lot of them having to do with your friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but um, I don't think you have. No, I, there were just some really pivotal moments. The first day I met your friends was our second date. Bold yes, move. Yes, game night. Bold move. Um, I was invited to game night. I think I talked to this maybe on a previous pod, but um, I was very welcomed and I saw what kind of people you surround yourself to and surrounded yourself with. And that was really telling to me. Oh, man. Um, also, I showed up one night to a a Nerf game night. No, not Nerf game. It was Nerf War. Nerf War is what we called it. Very what serious. It. it was wild, you guys. I was. I showed up. It was an unexpected night. I was actually busy with something else. Plans, yeah. plans fell through. I ended up reaching out to Joe, and I was like, hey. I was really having a night with the boys. Like a night, a night, night with the boys. A night with the boys. And I said, um, can I come through? Or just like, hey, uh, plans fell through, and I just want to see you. And so I showed up to a full-blown Nerf war. And this is not what you think it is. It was taken very really seriously. Yeah. Um, there was sound effects. There was music to the game. Scary, spooky um, music. And very intense rules, hiding. It was so intense, but it was like one of the funnest things I've done as an adult yeah. in a really long time. Man, it was that. so just unadulterated fun i just and i was like wow you have a really cool group of friends and that kids was, again yeah that was just really important to me that you guys just like did different things i hung out with douchebags for probably a really long time and so i just have never seen something like this and i was like this is just really cool i feel like he's you were really different and oh, in many thanks, ways but that was shout out to the friend group if shout you're out listening. to the friend group shout out we did lose the nerf war Jess got stuck in a shower. She I got, get out. I got trapped. Okay. Yeah, it's not your fault. They were the other team was very good. It's not your fault. 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 It's the best movie ever made. Okay, next question. What are some questions to ask your partner before marriage? I think, um, from experience, like some of the like everybody has like really isolated goals in their life, like really specific goals. Um, and sometimes that might be like, well, oh, I really want to be a mom. I really want to be a dad. Um, I really want to live this type of lifestyle, whether that be adventurous, whether that be a little bit more like introverted. So like you really need to make sure that maybe not like asking the specific question, but as you're building your relationship, like you're identifying, okay, this person does want the same like type of lifestyle as I do. Um, this person does want kids or this person doesn't want kids. This person wants to have access to things that maybe you don't want to have access to. And I think it shows in some friends that I've had, like one partner, like really was striving for like financial goals, like big money, big houses, or the other person was like, no, like that's not a priority to me. Like I'm comfy where I'm at. And like, mm -hmm. I'm glad that those conversations were held before they took the next step because yeah. five years down the road when one of them doesn't hit their goals see ya right i think that's hard though i feel like that just comes with like very scary yeah seeing that you're that you're compatible in that way though mm -hmm. you know i feel like you can avoid really hard conversations like that for a long time but i it will definitely come up in your marriage <laughs> because it shows like where your life wants to go i mean like having kids is a big one you know like is that something one, yeah. we both want to do and at what point you know um finances a huge. huge conversation um also like kind of like some little things that aren't going to make or break your relationship but they're going to help you in the long run like jess and i knew pretty quick like hey like 
for Jess, cooking wasn't really like her thing. It just wasn't something she was passionate about, something she felt comfortable doing. So it was something that I liked. And it's because we've had that conversation, we really established some like healthy roles there. Put but, it here, pal, for just dude, throwing it down in the kitchen. Hey, at least I don't have to do laundry. That makes no sense to me. I like something. I don't understand it. Something about it is just oddly satisfying to make Holy my clothes Lord. smell good. I'm like weird about that. I'm also going to be weird about the way my works. kids. I know, to, I know how to make sure. My no, clothes aren't I dirty. I know, but like, I get sick satisfaction out of like you folding do. it you and do. like smelling it. Like I smell probably every piece that I fold. I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a good downy, one. downy right there. In downy intense, that's how serious I am about the laundry. Yeah. Um. So like, just like talking to your partner about like, hey, like, what are your everyday like roles in your life and like how do you feel comfortable or things make you not comfortable um like one thing that Jess and i probably should have talked about and we didn't like i'm not a dirty person i'm not a disorganized person i can't be but i'm not as intense is that the right word to use sure as you sure yeah so like yeah the it's our cleaning personalities i'm a, I'm a picker upper Jess is a deep cleaner that's the best way to describe it yeah yeah i have the an unattainable it's wild i mean it's actually crazy. if you want to talk about our biggest struggles in marriage <laughs> it's crazy because uh, like i'm not dirty so i'm like blown away by it it's just yeah like nobody can do it like me it's um it's something i'm i'm working on um there's a deeper root of it if, yeah, yeah yeah if we could really get into it of why i am i am this way but it's like it's not done right unless it's done by me um which is not great, pretty toxic, but it's not. I mean, I respect the passion. I, re- <laughs> I respect the hustle. Thank you. I mean, Thank and, you. Hey, there's no better feeling than having a clean ass home. I, I so, love like, that you love it. I love it. Because I love that you love being a clean boy sometimes. Still don't understand why you chose Huskies. So uh, good segue there. Good oh, segue yeah. there into some our... dog questions. Thank you guys for asking about the dog. Seriously. Oh, we... <laughs> Joe really appreciates it. They're just they're funny dogs. And... Dom and dogs. Oh, 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 oh. Watch Ted Lasso. That's the only message I want people to learn from Message. This. And I'll talk about TV shows later. We uh, did talk about Ted Lasso oh, um, good. in our last episode. Good, good, good. Um, be a part of the Diamond Dogs. Be a Diamond Dog. Be, if anything in this life, be a Diamond Dog. Do what's right. Do what's right. So let me hear about these dogs. A question asked by a very dear friend of mine. Mm. Um, which dog is your favorite? And which dog is the best behaved? I will answer both because both <laughs> are mine um, off the bat. My favorite is Olive. She's my firstborn. Um, <laughs> and she right now, just because she's older and we got gifted um, training for her that she is the best behaved. Um, Pickle is obviously younger and still learning things. But... Um, that's my answer, babe. Go ahead. We yeah. all know your answer. No, we are different ends partially. Split. Pickle is definitely my favorite dog. I, I don't want to say favorite, but Pickle and I connect really, really well. Right. We are best buds. Um, Olive is by far the most well-behaved. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. Pickle at one years old, one year old. She's good. Is way better than Olive wasn't one. Mm-hmm. So like, there's some hope in Pickle. Mm-hmm. Pickle is way more calm. Um, she's not the brightest. I've her name some... matches her energy. Let's legit, just say that she's a legit Pickle. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, she doesn't like get things all the time. Yeah, I don't know. When I get brought olive home, I had like that moment. And if you're a Twilight listener, oh, we imprinted on each other. Okay, and I Did felt you say it. imprint imprinted. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Um, I felt that with Olive. I did not feel that with Pickle, but that's okay. I still love Pickle very much. She warms my heart. Um, but we established that. I have no idea how that we were able to admit that to each other, but it was like a funny oh, yeah. moment. And the dogs kind of told us, like, I love Olive. We spent a lot of time together, but actually, both dogs are going to choose each other over you and I always. Those two are best friends. They are. Yeah. They we love really, to see that. Yeah, they play a ton all day. Um, someone asked, how do you deal with differences in dog parenting? Great question. Um, don't let this lead into our real life parenting. <laughs> but no, no, I went with Olive, which was honestly looking back now, um, something that I would have done differently. But I went to every training session with Olive, so I learned all of her training techniques um, firsthand with the trainer and with Olive. So um, I would say that I am more knowledgeable in Olive's training, definitely. So that is why, and I also come from a come from a behavioral background. So um, mm-hmm. that kind of gives me advantage to to training in some ways that Joe doesn't really understand that I kind of just have to walk him through. But that yeah. would be the difference in it. Um, like I said, would I go back and do differently that Joe and I would show up to all of sessions together and that he would learn e-collar and um, all the it different probably ways. Helped. It definitely would have helped. But it hasn't become an issue no, necessarily because dogs. if we're dealing with all of outside the house, it's with both of us. So, yeah. Okay. Last question on dogs. If you didn't have a husky, what breed would you have? Oh, okay. Okay. On the count of three, yes. say what breed you would have. Okay. One. It's Wait, one, on three? One, two, three, Answer. breed. Okay. Ready? <laughs> one, two, three, Bernies. nothing. Nothing? No breed. Husky or, husky or bust. Bad. No way. Husky or bust. I could not live without a dog. I'd take a pug. I'd take anything. Okay. At one point, we did want a pug. We wanted Olive and a pug. Yeah, but we also got one. Story, yeah. AKA Pickle. Yeah. She's like a no, pug. Burmese mound dog. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I... Yeah. Also... I haven't been around that many Burmese to really like fall in love. But I've just been... Have, I'm a husky girl. Give me a mutt. I don't through care. And I just love dogs. Aww, Whatever your dog is, send me a picture of it and I will give it a ton of You've been ten. emotional around dogs lately. Yeah. Just... I, I think I like watched that dog documentary on Netflix and like learned, just watch it. I'm not going to describe it, but like, holy moly, they are so important. Aww, and hey, shout are. out to cat owners too. I'm not knocking you, but I am. It's just, it's not, I'm allergic to them, so I can't have them. But uh, yeah, dogs are great. So 10 out of 10 to every dog that's out there. 10 out of 10. Some of you, no, 12 out of 10 to every dog. Every dog gets a 12 out of 10. I did forget to ask you, we yeah. did talk about uh, marriage stuff. Oh, okay. But um, I did want to know about someone asked, advice for the groom for a groom oh for on like your wedding day yeah yeah i'm actually glad because like weddings are fantastic and i think grooms need to have a better understanding that you're part of it too is your wedding as well and shout out to all the brides who work so hard to make that day special for everybody and their families um but i want to see more out of these guys step up in heterosexual relationships step up yeah of course well yeah yeah, because Every type of relationship, like both parties need to have a role in that and, right. and give the effort that's needed. Um, some of the things that really helped me, the first thing is the biggest priority is like slow that day down. It goes mm-hmm. so fast, like really slow it down for yourself. Cause next thing I know, like, or next thing, you know, like you're already married, it's over. Like that was your wedding. And if you didn't pause to reflect, you're going to miss it. Um, the ways to help do that is to 
set yourself a timeline with you and your groomsmen or you and your family. Um, cause we have a little bit less responsibility when we wake up, um, the girls are getting ready or the other parties are getting ready. So the guy or girl who has less responsibility in getting ready, like set something up. I know at your and I's wedding, like we made sure we were going to have this small bloody Mary bar. We we're going to have breakfast together. Um, we were going to try to play like some type of sport that we weren't going to get hurt in. Um, and I'm glad that we put a priority on that because like next thing I know it was time to get ready and I'm glad we didn't just sleep in and then got ready for the wedding. Um, the second most important thing is set your boundaries. Um, at weddings, uh, you have a lot of people there that love you and they want to, they want to talk to you. They want to share this moment with you. They want to share stories and like, that's okay. It's so great to reflect and be thankful for the people there, but it's your wedding. Like go dance with your wife, go dance with your husband. Um, just spend that time, like not stuck on the sideline, having conversations about five years ago mm -hmm. and go enjoy the moment. Uh, those are two huge priorities. And the last one, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be picky feel comfortable in what you're wearing, but uh, mm. your partner puts a lot of work into what they want to look like and, and not physically like everybody's beautiful, but pick something and put some effort into it. You can buy a $10 suit and go get it fitted for yourself. Like make sure you feel confident in what you're wearing. Um, and I'm not saying what you're wearing is wrong, but you need to be comfortable in it. And I think unfortunately a lot of guys in any type of relationship take that for granted and they look back and they're like, man, I, I wish I would have tied my tie right, or I wish I would have. I wish I would have picked a different suit that wasn't just a standard at men's warehouse. Yeah, just, like yours was different, and you you put thought into that, and like, yeah, we really researched your your perfect suit, and you really wanted that, and you liked it, and it was a risk, and yes, yeah, it got so shipped uh, the week before, but we'll not, we're not going to talk about that. Um, but no, I I think that's such a. I never thought that you would bring that up, but I'm so glad that you did. And it's not about cost because like money's at times, believe me, God, believe me, I know money gets tight. So you can go to like, I still buy suits at Goodwill and then you just go get them fitted for yourself. So you can always put in the effort and save costs. And if, if you want to look a certain way, like don't be hesitant to make that work for yourself. And don't be hesitant. I hope that's not rude. I don't know. Don't be. be hesitant to do it on your wedding day. Like if you, if you aspire or, you know, are inspired by a certain look, um, don't go with the basic men's warehouse. Like yeah. go with something different. Like you as, you know, the groom or, you know, if you want to wear a suit, you. Even if it's not a suit, but you're right. Yeah. yeah. But like, I guess you're speaking from, you know, your experience yeah. in getting a suit is like, it doesn't have to look like everyone else's. No. Um, if you like that, go for it on your wedding day. Cause obviously it's something that you don't regret on your day. Yeah. And like, Hey, everybody has like really awesome things that they add to themselves. And like, I really like certain watches. So that was a priority to me. I'm so thankful that just got me a beautiful watch to wear on my wedding day. Like uh, feel confident in what you're wearing and, and don't treat this as a special day. I think sometimes some partners it's, it's and weddings aren't important for everybody, but if they are important to you and your partner, then, then show that show it that respect. So good question. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. Okay. Moving into um, the most frequent question we received. Okay. Um, we'll get into Joe's story of, yeah. um, Sarah, yeah. which was his past wife. Um, uh, we'll let him take the floor on that and then answer some questions about it. Yeah. And I, I got to see some of the questions and I respect everybody's like, uh, hesitation, but I'm a pretty open book. So always feel free to ask questions. And I know Jess, um, uh, will get you guys the right answers and, and it's great to share a perspective on 
being previously married and losing that person um, in kind of a shocking way. Uh, but I met Sarah when I was, I think I was 22 years old. I was just getting into law school. Um, and we worked together at the YMCA. That was my first like real job. I was there for a couple of years and she also worked there. She was a couple years older than me. Um, so pretty quickly I was like into a, a more serious relationship than I probably thought I was going to be at that age. So that was a little bit of a transition for myself. Um, and then in 2015 in October, um, I was lucky enough to, I got married to her. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, less than three months later, she was in a car accident. Uh, she was driving by herself at night, um, kind of unsure as to what might have caused the car accident. Um, but at some point she did veer off the road um, and she struck a telephone pole um, and devastating that she lost her life. There was some type of like good news that there was no suffering that she passed, um, either on impact or, or maybe had some type of brain problem, like an aneurysm before, um, the doctors were able to provide us with some insight that there was some like trauma to the body from a car accident. Um, I was able to see her and work through that process with the doctors and they were very helpful to try to help me understand. Um, but I was only 25, 26 at the time. So I was super young. Um, I know, was it last week you had the opportunity or a few weeks ago, you guys talked about grief. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I think uh, just listening to that podcast, like so many of the things that Jess and Rachel and Meg talked about were dead on uh, after losing Sarah. Like, I, I think I was just in this like intense state of shock. Mm-hmm. Like you lose somebody unexpectedly. It's, it's a car accident. You're woken up with the news. Um, that's just like beyond overwhelming. So I think in a sense, your body protects you. Like, yeah, there's so many ups and downs, lots of crying at times, but also shock, like your body just lets it kind of sit and like separate itself from it. Unfortunately for me, I probably sat in that disconnection a little bit too long. I think for probably the next year, like I was there, but I was still disconnected and not necessarily out of sadness, but out of like, man, like what's next. This wasn't part of the plan. I have planned every single moment of my life. And, and that really wasn't part of it, of course, because it's nobody's position. Um, but I was able to identify a few things that really helped me get through it. And the first one was, uh, surround yourself with very specific people. Um, Shout out to my best friends, Chris, Scott, Andrew, my brothers. Um, a lot of friends just really stepped up and like practically moved in with me to just be with me for the first couple weeks and even the first month of just like constant um, social like interaction. Um, but be very specific on like who those people are. Because mm-hmm. um, one of the shocking things is is when that happened, like you're reminded instantly how many people love you. Um, and I'm thankful for all of that support. But there were so many people reaching out to get lunch, to get coffee, to get dinner. Um, and really the focus of those meetups was just to relive the trauma and you're kind of pushing yourself through that on your own. And if you're constantly reliving that with everybody who wants a part of the story, which I respect everybody loved Sarah and loved myself, like they deserve that time. Um, but you got to watch out for yourself first. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was a huge priority. Um, and then I also, uh, maybe in an unhealthy way, dove into things to distract myself. Um, when Sarah passed away, I was, um, I had to take out the bar exam in just a few weeks after, um, I didn't have a ton of time to study for that. But what I did do is, uh, re-engaged with myself at work. And I really made that a priority to 
be productive when I got in the office and be really good at what I do. And, and I don't know if that was a healthy decision, but it helped me. So whatever helps you, I guess, is, is your grieving process. Um, and yeah, that helped a lot. Some of the weird things that did happen. Um, it was a little bit, it's a little bit shocking, like how quick you lose some relationships that you thought were lifelong. And this is not a knock on anybody. Um, Sarah has just such a wonderful, beautiful family. Um, but our grieving process was very different. And, and through that process, I probably in an unhealthy way kind of removed myself from those connections, which is a regret of mine because I, I think everybody had a role to play there and I kind of failed some people. So that's hard. Um, but or I, would you say that there was no right or wrong way? To no, grieve? there's and not. That was there's like, not. And that was like the natural process. I feel like that's kind of how you explained it to me. It was very natural. I, I think that my grieving process um, kind of pulled myself away from those relationships. And to be honest, it maybe is what had to happen there. Right. Otherwise, we could still be sitting in it. Um, but there were some really good friends that I kind of lost contact mm. with that maybe mm-hmm. I wish I had today. Um, but there was a reason that I had to go the route that I did. And I don't know what that reason is. And hopefully one day I'll learn. But yeah, it was there. Um, and then to see myself today is like that incident, like life changing doesn't even describe it. Cause my life did a complete 180 in direction and personality. Um, and I don't know if that's just my brain protecting me from the trauma or, um, is part of the grieving process. I'm thankful for it because the person I am today is, is who I think I wanted to be. It just took me some time and unfortunately some hard life experience to understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Oh, thanks, Jess. It's heavy. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I actually don't talk about it too often and not because I don't want to. It's just because it it really, in a way, doesn't come up too much Mm -hmm. because I've established myself in in so many different aspects of my life, my career, my current relationships with with those around me that it no longer sneaks up. And I think that's another thing that those who have lost people are, are maybe surprised about. And I think this is probably affecting you when we first met. Like there are some anniversaries that still pop up, like yeah. the date of the death, my previous wedding date, which yeah. are important dates. And I'm not going to knock those. Right. I guess that kind of goes into like, yeah. how do we still honor her? Yeah. Um, what was like my take when I first heard it or questions that people asked, which are which are great questions, great questions that uh, we feel comfortable answering. Absolutely, we do. Um, Joe, on our second date, which was the Friends game night, mm-hmm. is the day that you told me um, that you were married previously and that Sarah was her name and that she had passed away um, and kept her pretty vague. And you're like, I'm open to answer any questions. Um, I do feel ready to date. Um, I think you kind of expressed that being like, yeah, I feel ready to, you know, move on and start dating again. So um, I want you to know that I'm in a good place about it. Um, but you wanted to be transparent, which I absolutely um, adored. Was that shocking news? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so weird that I was like, what's what's the catch here? You know, with you, because I was like, everything is so perfect. Like, how are you not already snatched up? <laughs> it was not perfect. Yes. It was, but in my eyes, I was like, wow, this guy is so different than any other guy I've ever dated in my life. First off, you're a redhead. Second off, <laughs> I'm kidding. Shout out to the redheads. <laughs> no, but... Um, but That's when I had heard this, I was, guys. I was, that was a really big deal for me. Oh, yeah. Was it a deal breaker? Obviously not. We are married. Um, but I had to do some, you know, some thought on that myself. And yeah. I think that came with just communicating with Joe about it, right? Like, 
learning more about her. Um, was this it? Was she, you know, your only love? Do you see it that way? You know, just like kind of diving into some deeper questions with him mm-hmm. about her, really learning about questions. her. Yeah. Um, until until you get to a point where like, okay, how do we honor her? And like you said, there are some, those dates that come up. Um, his family also had a loss with her and had the, you know, had the chance to get to know her and mm-hmm. they all, you know, remember her on her, like on spe- specific dates and stuff. And like, I welcome, obviously I welcome it. And oh my gosh, yes. I remember your mom reaching out to me and be like, I hope you don't feel uncomfortable by this. I'm like, um, in any way that we can honor her, I welcome and support and love. Like I will do the same. So mm-hmm. um, she comes up naturally in conversation for Joe and I, um, and we'll and we'll talk openly about it. But yeah, that is kind of kind of my take. Someone asked if I compare myself, which is a oh, pretty wow. deep question. Um, which I would say no. Um, that obviously happened before me, um, and this is kind of how I like compartmentalize it. But um, I I I don't. Um, I feel like. I met Joe at a di- really different time and in a way that he describes so as a true. complete different version of himself. Um, like I said, do I honor and respect his prior relationship? Absolutely. Um, but no, I I don't compare myself. I don't know how else to say that. I I, mean, I love our that's love. A really great, <laughs> you love our love. I love our love. Yeah. Um, I don't know. No, it's it was a, um, I think after the accident, of course, like uh, my priorities were with family and with friends and with work and like dating wasn't a thing um, at some point, um, like closer to the first year, like I kind of wanted to re-engage with it. I had good dating experience, um, but nothing ever really clicked. And I was really hesitant to bring that up about myself. Um, but after meeting Jess and quickly realizing like, whoa, this is something I just like fully want to invest in. I owed that to her and to, to my family and Sarah's family to disclose that information. Of course you were going to find out. Um, and I'll never forget how supportive you were. And it wasn't like you were brain dumping with questions or concerns or f- you, you weren't fragile about it. You were just caring. And, and I respected that so much. Um, and the other thing that's, I think when we talk about it so much is I get pulled back to like, man, I was such a different person mm-hmm. those men that many years ago and, and with Sarah. And I've learned uh, in this relationship from Sarah's relationship, I wish I would have been a little bit more mature. I was maybe a little bit too young at that time. Mm-hmm. And, and I wasn't the greatest partner that i should have been. Um, and so in those first year or two, like really learning that about myself, finding my confidence on my own, starting a new career, um, I was able to, to be the type of partner I wish I would have been in the past. I'm just so freaking fortunate to like have met you and, and to be able to show that confidence and feel safe in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I didn't feel safe in the past, but to feel safe with my full story. Mm-hmm. I remember when you first told me, I felt very, very empathetic. Yeah. That's the best word. I'm not I, great with word, like thinking of that, but yes. right. But I, I remember feeling that way. Like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe, mm-hmm. you know, I hate people always say, um, that they hate when people say that I couldn't imagine, you know, no, but it's so true. But, it, it's a, it's a pretty no, crazy but, story, but yeah. Um, but I do remember feeling that way. Like I, I just feel so bad for him. Um, but for some reason that just like all 
made you who you are and like Absolutely. it explains a lot of the things about you um that like made a lot of sense you know yeah and i think we talked about that in our we did um in our grief grief episode oh, good good you guys did that yeah. we were like does do things about us because of this story makes sense to you now wow and i mean that says i mean almost everything about you and like some d- things that you've dealt with i think the biggest thing that i'm thankful for was that jess and i have not once compared the previous relationship with this relationship and partially because one that's really not a healthy thing to do and two the relationship i have with jess is i mean entirely different than anything mm-hmm. i would i did or, or would have had with sarah and i i don't think i mean they're just different relationships yeah. i don't think this one would have carried in that one and i don't think that one would have ever carried in this one and i right. do think those who have suffered loss like are 100 percent going to find love again and how that love looks may be similar it may be different um life's tough you just you never know and i'm in a way thankful for the experiences life has taught me I, of course i would never want to sacrifice someone's life for that um but when you don't have control over it you got to handle it the way you can and i'm thankful for where i'm at today good good yeah. answer Thanks, we did Jess. it guys we we answered those. cats out of the bag cats out of the bag is that the saying yeah cats out of the bag i mean we've always just touched on that and i feel like that was a lot of questions like hey if this isn't too much if this isn't too much like no, g- we gosh. wanted to get into it yeah. either way but it's like i just wanted joe to come on here and tell the story himself yeah and, and there's gonna be follow-ups insight and, and Go don't for hesitate it. to Go ask because i'll tell you the story dope 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 moving forward i feel good about that that was a great little yeah it's important it's a great bit it's important yeah. you gotta share that i stuff. think we did that well Right here. Put it here, pal. With our powers combined. Was that SpongeBob? Captain Planet SpongeBob. Captain Planet. Moving forward. Yeah, where are we at? Okay. Yes. We're about wrapping this up because we've gone on way too long. Sorry, Sorry Rach, guys. for you having to edit this. Um, do either of you still get jealous or have ever? Whoa. Cool follow up. Um I would like to speak on this first. I think it's um, one of my favorite things about my relationship with Joe. We do. I do not. I have never felt. I've never felt that. Um, Because he makes me feel so loved every day that I couldn't possibly feel envious or jealous of like him, like giving his attention elsewhere. Um, I have not felt that. Maybe, I mean, like every, someone, you always feel jealous of something, but I really, at the top of my head, it's probably one of my favorite things about this relationship is that we are uh, secure. I'm speaking for myself. So feel free to chime in. No, I I think, yeah, I think in life, there's some jealousies that I may have, but they've never once entered my relationship with Jess. Like, and I don't know, I think it's based in trust because like, yeah, like we're a good couple, but like there are times where like, I'm annoyed by you. You're annoyed by me. Like, that's just reality. And that's like, not jealousy, though. Exactly. And so what I'm saying, like, in those moments, it never extends to any sense of ch- jealousy or untrustworthiness or, like. No. And you have a career that, like, holy shit, during the summer and the fall, like, we are really disconnected at times because you're sure. gone all weekend. Right. And that brings its own struggles. But jealousy is, is never Jealousy's one of them. not one of them. Yeah. If anything, it's, like, it's just, like fuel support like yeah go get it girl but the thing about like when we how we combat that like disconnectedness it's like i come home to marge 
yeah, Marge like, and Dr. Rabinsky yeah. and like Joe finds way to like reconnect us in a funny way. It's not easy. Like there's times no. where we just hit a wall and we're like, yeah, this, this sucks. So you just set aside some time. But no, jealousy is, is never something that's played into our relationship. I know. And I know I, I'm not trying to speak for you, but I know in the past, I think it has for you in other relationships. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's tough. And it's, it takes. That, yeah, right? it takes one person to be like, who are you talking to? You know, and it's just never something we've ever get it together, guys. I don't. It just it's not our it's not our conflicts. Mm. It's not. So we're lucky for that. Um, I was going to follow up on that, but I don't remember. I guess. I guess this is off the dome. Like, what are things we do to reconnect after feeling disconnected? Like, so there's like I would say there's two avenues that we try to take first. Like plan something, not just like a date a night. Date, but those are our ways of like. That was the second one. Okay. The first one is like plan something that if you're still going to, if you know you're going to be stuck in the disconnect, like, hey, we got to get through these next three weeks. There's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. Plan something for the end of those three weeks. Like, okay, we're going to get out of here. And it doesn't have to be expensive. Like Jess and I had the opportunity to go to Nashville with friends or we had yeah. the opportunity um, to plan a trip and like, okay, that's something to look forward to. But then just what you said, like the other thing. Plan the smallest little date night you yeah. can, even if it's at home. Like we set up a movie theater once, um, <laughs> and it was a fucking shit show, <laughs> but it was a blast. Those are the stuff that Joe does that um, I appreciate. And it always goes wrong. Oh, wait, but, but like, it's like it doesn't matter. Like the thought was there, and it was a fucking steak dinner, and it was fucking awesome. You also um, actually acted out an entire um, scheme that my stuffed killer whale got stolen oh yeah we still haven't found him he's uh frankie ocean is my stuffed orca um he's been missing for months yeah joe joe does these things um he acts as the joker and he makes me complete puzzles and riddles to to obtain my my stuffed killer whale back earlier in the podcast i'm really bad at being home alone (laughs) <laughs> and it shows. I was just like, I no, but that's, I'm out of control. I'm a lost dog. I make up characters, and... <laughs> but that makes things fun for me, and that's super important. Yeah, we got to find that that whale. Dope. Okay, I feel like we've done it. Yeah, we have done it. We are we are an hour and twenty minutes in. Rach, we cut, cut, cut. We apologize for you having to edit this, but I think I think that really sums up a lot of the questions. If we didn't get to them, I apologize. Um, We'll just have to do another episode. Yeah. I hope you guys like me so I can come back on because this is a lot of fun. Actually. We hope you like Joe. Yeah. We can talk about other cool stuff. Like what? Toxic masculinity. Oh, wait. Do you want to touch? No, no. We'll do that. on. That'd be a great day. That'd be a great. Get insight you and from Josh. Josh too. Yeah, yeah. We could do that together. Joe could pop um, off. I feel like that's yeah. a great one. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for having me. Oh. It was a blast. Jess, Sorry we're cheesy, but we're happy it. to have. I'm so fuck glad it. we we thought about this for a while. And that one dive night date, we really planned out this entire episode. Yeah, did it go as planned? Do you think it did? People did need it? to go to dive bars and plan their nights more. Go to it's dive so bar fun, yeah. and have a life talk. Yeah, that's our Be advice. Safe, that's hey, the tip of the dick. Tip of, of the today, dick. Today's episode is go to a dive bar and talk about life plans. Yes, because it's good for the soul. Hey. We love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. It's Jess and Jizz, and we out. See you guys.